0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of EPRI Unplugged, the podcast of the Electric Power Research Institute. I'm Amy Mills, and if you are one of the millions caught up in the Pokemon Go craze, you have experienced augmented reality. Today we're diving more into the technology that makes this game possible and looking at potential applications in the power industry. My guest is John Simmons, a technical executive with EPRI. John's joining me today from his office in Knoxville, Tennessee. John, welcome.
1: Thank you very much, Amy. I'm I'm really thrilled to be here. Well, I am really excited
0: to talk to you about this. Let's start off with Pokemon Go. Obviously, took off like wildfire. Are you at all surprised at how quickly people adopted and felt comfortable with the augmented reality component of this?
1: Well, I, I tell you, I'm not really surprised that the younger folks, the the junior high and the high school folks, uh, how fast they they took to it. Um, I've got uh, several at home, and they glommed right on it, picked it up, and could use it quite, quite well. But that's, again, it wasn't surprising to me because when I when I bring home my work from EPRI, whereas I can barely make things work with smart glasses and augmented reality and stuff, it's nothing for them. Uh, any one of my kids could pick up a pair of smart glasses and be... Doing hand gestures and voice commands in in literally seconds. So I'm not I'm not surprised the young folks. What what I was surprised is seeing how many adults were were doing it. Uh, where we get our groceries, it's a PokeStop, and and I see adults in there all the time um, doing the Pokemon Go thing, and that's kind of surprising.
0: Well, and you mentioned the smart glasses. I actually had a chance to try those out when you brought them to Charlotte for one of our technology expos, and it was really cool to put those on and interact with it and see that technology. So how explain a little bit about how that can be applied in the utility industry.
1: Well, you know, there's a, a couple of really big use cases popping out of this. Uh, one, which really, strictly speaking, is an augmented reality, is remote expertise, being able to, uh, to broadcast back to a central office what the worker in the field is seeing and get real-time uh, advice on what to do next. That is, that is a, a huge use case and it takes advantage of, uh, some, of the, some of the more seasoned workers who are experts in the field but can't get out into the field uh, quite the way they used to. Uh, the other big use case that's coming out of this is uh, really storm damage assessment, being able to quickly determine what is no longer there in the field and convey that information back to the, again, the central office so that inventory can be selected and kitted and put on a truck.
0: And then does it work the other way as well, where the central office can be sending information to the field?
1: Absolutely, some of the things that we're we're toying with is the ability to know for for instance, in the field which way is the electricity coming from? Has there been switching going on perhaps uh, you know the the circuit you 're on is a is a smart green circuit, and there's been some automatic automatic switching going on, some opening and closing or reclosers, et cetera and now, where you would expect the electricity to come from, say behind you from substation a. That feeder or that um, circuit is actually being fed from substation B. And being able to know kind of a situational awareness like that is, uh, again, one of the emerging uh, advantages to this technology.
0: And maybe describe for the people who haven't had a chance to actually put these glasses on what you're looking at through that augmented reality.
1: Sure. And, And I don't want to get too technical, but there's several flavors of this. There's what we call assisted reality, and that, uh, the primary example of that is is uh, Google Glass and some of the later versions of it where you're looking at a small screen that you can get information from, facts, figures, those kinds of things. True augmented reality is when that information is overlaid on your field of vision, so you're seeing it totally in the context of what you're you're looking at, and there's a couple of different flavors of that. There's monocular and binocular, so there's uh, sunglasses that are only projected on one lens, other systems projected on both both lenses, so a couple different flavors of that.
0: Now, you recently authored a post on LinkedIn about some of the lessons learned from Pokemon Go and how those might transfer to the utility industry. So I wanted to talk through that a little bit because it was very interesting. And one of the points that you brought up is security. And what have we learned from this application about what considerations might be need, might need to be made there?
1: I think that one of the, the big lessons about security from Pokemon Go is something that wouldn't even occur to a, a normal law-abiding citizen like myself. Uh, it's those instances where the game is being used, for instance, to get people alone, to get them in a location where they could be robbed or beaten up, um, that kind of thing. I, that surprised me. I never even considered that mentally. So I think some of the lessons, probably the most valuable lessons, that are going to come out of Pokemon Go, are the ones that we, as as you know, normal citizens working in the utility industry, don't even think about. Um, Other things that came out of that is, for example, uh, you probably don't want a whole lot of stuff being projected in front of you on on your glasses or on a screen while you're moving. There have been a number of cases of folks, you know, walking into manhole covers off of bridges, driving into telephone poles, that kind of thing, because they were focused in on the Pokemon Go screen. And that is definitely a lesson that can be transferred to the utility industry. About uh, you know, if you're in motion, there are so many hazards out in the field or or in a generation plant. So many hazards that require your 100% attention. And we don't want to we don't want to put anybody in an unsafe position because we got some cool technology.
0: There's also maybe the IT side of this where there was a malware. Malware version of Pokemon Go that came out that could be dangerous. So, what kinds of considerations have to be made with IT and implementing this?
1: Yeah, and it, it didn't take too long for somebody to come out with that. That's that's kind of what was surprising. But some of the some of the things that are going to have to be considered um, with augmented reality and, and passing data back and forth is a lot of the same stuff that you would get doing uh, you know e-commerce on your, on your phone if you're If you're passing information like your your social security number, your bank routing number, that kind of thing, you need to take the same kind of protective steps as you would with the utility data because you don't want somebody to essentially spoof the utility and be sending out information that could end up being harmful or fatal to the to the folks in the field.
0: Of course, you mentioned safety always a big consideration in this industry. We're constantly thinking about safety. I mean, you mentioned some of the areas where that could come into play, but what specific safety measures would the utility industry need to consider?
1: You know, a lot of times uh, hazards aren't. They don't have any particular, you know, uh, visual cues or auditory cues or a smell, but they are, they are there and they could be measured if you had the, the right kind of metering and the right kind of sensor. Those are the kind of hazards that I think are the sweet spots for the augmented reality, being able to point out where there might be an arc flash hazard, for example, or a, a, a live wire or something is energized that isn't supposed to be, or there may be a, um, carbon monoxide in an enclosed area or other, other hazards that aren't, aren't visible, aren't, you know, don't leave any kind of, of uh, trace that can be perceived by, by a human being, but are yet detectable if, if you have the right equipment So having that right equipment and integrating it in to the augmented reality, I think, is is a huge net plus for safety.
0: There are, of course, the things that we just don't know yet. What are some of those things where EPRI is continuing to do research and investigate?
1: Uh, Well, a lot of it, uh, the research that that we're doing in in our programs has to do with what is the impact of uh, wearing uh, wearable technology uh, all day? What's the impact on your your vision looking you know, looking uh very, very close and, and, and very far away simultaneously? What's the impact on your your neck muscles and your back muscles? Those are the kind of things that, that really haven't been investigated and certainly not in the utility context because we you know, we have to do some very unique things that you don't have to do in, say, the frozen pea industry or something. So uh we have to we put ourselves in in positions and situations that that aren't normal, and the added kind of stress that could could result from wearing computers uh, has hasn't even been looked at. So what, that's one of the things we're we're very focused on.
0: So taking all of this into account, there still are benefits, and we've talked about some of those. But how can this ultimately make a really positive impact to a utility?
1: You know, I I think one of the big positive impacts is that you don't have to rely so much, a little bit but not so much, on the innate expertise of the person that you you put in the field. Nothing really uh, replaces experience, but being able to to ascertain what the conditions are and make suggestions and uh, bring up... uh, Various forms of guidance, whether it's a, a standard operating procedure or a movie on how to do something, and being able to to look at that or hear back from somebody at the, the central office who is seeing what you're seeing and can can give you suggestions and recommendations. I think I think that's going to be the the home run for wearables and augmented reality. Being able to do as good or, or better jobs with folks that haven't been around uh, as long. And and as we all know, we have a problem with an aging workforce in the utility industry, and this, I think, is going to directly address that and be a significant impact.
0: And you are actually in the middle of a program right now that's doing extensive field testing with the technology. What are you learning, and what do you hope to learn?
1: Well, we're still very early in the project, but one of the things we're, we're learning is the commonalities between the use cases. It could be a a use case, you know, looking at overhead assets or underground assets or uh, talking to sensors out in the field or in a generation facility, but they all require specific technologies and kind of specific processes. Uh, You know, a work order is a work order is a work order. The details are the work, what you're going to do, but every work order has somebody has to be at a certain place at a certain time with a certain skill set and be able to uh, get access to information and be able to status their work order. so it's the, the, the commonalities that are coming out right now that are that are interesting that you know the developers don't have to develop you know, thousands of different scenarios if we can just get a handle on the basic technology uh, that we need that's common amongst all these use cases.
0: And what kind of a reaction do you get from workers in the field who've had a chance to try this?
1: For the most part, it's positive. There, there's some caveats, uh, like I, I mentioned earlier, what's this going to be like wearing this all day? What's it going to do to my eyesight? Is it going to, you know, impact my life neg- negatively in any way? Is it going to distract me? But for the most part, I I think uh, your typical worker sees the sees the potential and and hopefully sees the the positive safety aspects and and the positive, you know, environmental aspects, the positive situational awareness aspects of of what they're what they're undertaking and I, I and and games like Pokemon Go are helping that get across because when folks see, you know, uh, a little Pikachu sitting there on the ground, they can all of a sudden they can imagine that being a pad-mounted transformer. It's that, it makes it a little more real a little less far-fetched for them.
0: Let me just ask you on a personal level, this is something that you obviously have a lot of passion for as a researcher. What is it about it that really piqued your interest?
1: I think what piqued my interest is my background at a utility. Um, I was, I was, I led an effort to uh, put laptops in the field for mobile workforce management and mobile outage management and I was seriously not impressed with the technology at the time. So when, this really started when EPRI gave us all iPhones and I started like any any good nerd downloading applications mm-hmm. And I downloaded a, an augmented reality application, and I was uh, really impressed with the capabilities. And I thought to myself, "Gee, if I can if I can use augmented reality to find a fast food restaurant, why can't I use it to find a recloser?" And that's kind of what kicked it all off.
0: Well, it's really fascinating to think about what we can do with that technology.
1: Uh, it is, and I I think that after the the hype dies down a little bit and you start getting use cases that actually work where augmented reality actually improves the situation, you're going to see um, widespread adoption of this, and not only uh, on the commercial level, the Pokemon Go kind of thing, but also in in the enterprise, in industrial situations. And I would suspect, so far anyway, that uh, the industrial applications far outstrips the commercial because you're not worried about... Quite so much about how you look and quite frankly now anyway the equipment looks pretty bulky but it's it's getting smaller it's gotten smaller gosh just in the last two years it's been a huge difference so pretty soon it's going to be hard to tell when somebody's wearing a a wearable computer and and when they're just wearing a pair of sunglasses
0: well john thank you this has been interesting to me to learn more about so i appreciate your time and your thoughts always great to talk to you
1: All right. Thank you very much. And again, I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Sure. And thank you for listening. And of course, be careful out there chasing the Pikachus safety first. Until next time, we're shaping the future of electricity.